Amen. Matthew 7, beginning with verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given me. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your children, who is in heaven, give good things to them? That ask him. You may be seated. Prayer was a big part of our Lord's life when he walked this earth. Prayer. He sought his father about many things. I'm satisfied there are many things that that the Lord Jesus sought the father about that's not even uh, recorded. But I feel like that it probably was not a day went by while he was here on this earth that he didn't consult his father. And we know that there was one for sure there in verse 12, I mean, excuse me, when he was 12 years old, when he said, I got to be about my father's business. I'm satisfied that he had already consulted with his father about the business uh, that was at hand. And so... His disciples even said, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, you would thought, or I would, that being called one of the uh, disciples, that he would have said, Lord, uh, teach us to preach like you. But they didn't say that. Teach us to pray. And I've thought about that many times. Without praying, there's not going to be a whole lot of preaching going on. There might be a lot of shouting and hollering. There might be a lot of stories being told, but they'll not be preaching until there has been praying. Lord, use me. Take this message and uh, let it be uplifting uh, to our people and to glorify you as our heavenly Father. We as uh, God's children, we need to pray. We need to pray every day. And I think, you know, sometimes people say, well, I don't want to go around with uh, talking out loud to God. You might think I'm crazy. You don't have to talk out loud to God. Thank goodness. You can have a prayer on your heart all the time. In fact, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says that we are to pray without ceasing. We're to pray without stopping. Uh, We are to be in a constant attitude of prayer. So I just want to try to encourage you tonight as you along encourages uh, myself, uh, encouraging one another. Um, we're going to look at these verses that we, we've already uh, read here, but in verse 7, if you're going to encourage someone, here, here is our procedure, okay? First of all, the procedure. I mean, it's very simple. Ask, seek, knock. Now, I love acrostics, okay? And if you line this up, each, each of them, the ask is an A, seek is an S, and K is a knock, A-S-K. It's very simple. We need to ask the Father, we, we need to uh, seek the Father, and, and we need to knock. He says that if he 
you know, if any man hears him knocking at our heart's door, he will answer and he will come in and sup with us and be with us forever and ever without any absence, without any delays, without any anything that would hinder God from speaking to our hearts. So we ask, we seek, and we, and we knock. Now, if we're going to understand spiritual things, we must ask and keep on asking. We must knock and keep on knocking. And we must seek and keep on seeking after uh, the Lord. So there's our procedure. If you're going to encourage someone, if they might say, you know, I pray and I don't hear anything. Okay? Not only the procedure, but second of all, we, we see the package uh, that our Lord has lined out for us uh, in verses um, 8 through 10. Um, in verse 8, he said, for everyone that asketh, receiving." He, he that uh, seeketh, findeth, and he that knocks uh, shall be answered. God knows, listen, God knows who of his children is sincere. He knows if we're serious or not. Or if we just, you know, hey, if we just, well, okay, let's just pray. You know, okay. Well, we've prayed, now what do we do? Well, how serious were we in and and, and asking? You know, a lot of times we're not serious until it comes down to a crisis. We're not serious until it comes down to something that, hey, this is life or death here. Uh, and, and we need to pray. Really, the Bible teaches that we ought to pray about everything. You say, even the little things. Yes. God's interested in our little things just as he is interested uh, in, in the big things. So the packager, God knows if we're serious or not. And in verse 9, would you give your youngin' something to harm them? You know, when I read this, you know, I thought, I have never ever done anything on purpose that would hurt our boys. Never. Now, Josh knows what a prankster his daddy is. And I can't remember what this stuff was. Lynn can probably tell me. But one Sunday, right before dinner, he says, Daddy, I got something you need to taste of. What was it, Lynn? Let me tell you something. It wasn't nothing to taste good. I don't recall what it was. As soon as I touched it to my tongue, he started laughing about the time I'm frowning. And I mean, it was just, hey, I, what are you doing to me? Oh, it won't hurt you. I mean, it was all in my mouth by then. And the more I tried to get it out, the more it seemed to get in there. Or gel. Wow. I thought, son, what are you doing? Ah, oh, daddy said it won't hurt you. You always pulling tricks on us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not to harm you, my goodness. You want to kill my appetite? My appetite's already killed. But, hey, what does it say? If your son asketh what? For bread. Bread's good. You going to give him a stone? I think about 
when Jesus was tired and worn out and the devil says, hey, look at all these pretty rock here. Man, won't you just turn them to good, good, nice, soft rolls and let's put some butter on there and let's, let's eat because I know you're hungry. No, we're not going to do that. Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. So, verse 9, no, I would not do anything to harm our boys or anyone else when they ask for something. Um, I have always been on the lookout uh, for our boys, how, you know... I want them to look good. I want things to go well for them. And if, hey, if, 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 it's, if it's up to me to help them succeed, then that's what I want to do. You know, what daddy would not? Well, I've heard this before. He'll never amount to nothing. He's just, hey, you was a mistake to start with. You're still a mistake. And, you know, I, the best thing you can do is get out of here. Where would that child go? What would that child think from now on? If a daddy don't care nothing about the youngin, well, you know, our father loves us. And he's not gonna he's not gonna hand us a stone and us think it's bread and chunk down on it and, and get hurt, okay? He's not gonna do that. He's not gonna instead of offering us a fish, turn a snake loose on us. No, he's not gonna do that. And we as fathers since it's made mention here, hey, uh, we shouldn't and wouldn't do anything to harm our children. Hey, our grandchildren, great-grand-youngins, we're just not that kind of person. But on the other hand, I want you to listen now. I'm not talking about go ahead and give them a rock, go ahead and give them a snake. But a lot of times parents give when they ought to be holding back and letting that child begin to walk a little bit on their own. Because I've seen it many times, parents bailing the youngin out, doing this for the youngins and that for the youngins. I'm thinking, what is that youngin going to do when them parents are no longer in this world? Who are they going to turn to? Well, I'm thankful God blessed Lynn and I that we have got our boys to where they can take care of themselves. And uh, when I think about that, I think about uh, the pattern. A third thing. Encouraging one another through the procedure and the package he gives us, but also the pattern there in verse 11. If then ye being evil, all right, now let's look. The pattern here. We are sinners, all right? We're either a lost sinner or we are a saved sinner. And, and all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, are, we, we are sinners now, and if we're saved, we're saved sinners, but we, uh, we want what's best for our children. And he simply says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall the, your Father who is in heaven, look what he says, give good things to them that what? Ask him. A-S-K, again, Asking, seeking, knocking, constantly. And so to the Lord, hey, he's serious. I'm going to do something about it. You see, uh, we want what's best for our children, even our grandchildren, great-grandyoungins. God loves us, and we're not grandyoungins. We are his children. Um, he loves us more than what we love our children. God does. 
And according to the Bible, uh, we are to love him more than we do father and mother and children. We're to love him more. Why? Because he said, put me first. First, in Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added, not divided, not multiplied, not subtracted, but added unto you. Listen, there are going to be blessings if we are a giver. Not necessarily money, but giving, period. God wants to bless the giver, okay? Not the hoarder, but the giver. He wants to bless those that give. Well, if you want to encourage someone, share the procedure with them. Share the package. Share the pattern. But last of all, make sure you share the path, okay? The path is important here. Therefore, it's what he says, therefore. Now, what is therefore therefore? It's therefore what he said prior to this. If we've done this, therefore, all things, whatever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even to them, so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. I tried to find one, and I didn't ask Lynn. I should have this afternoon. But do you, how many of you remember? I remember when I was in grammar school. They called it grammar school. It was a little ruler. And it said, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Remember that? Hey, I don't know. Some of you probably got one of those rulers. I don't have one. That's an antique, okay? And uh, I mean, that's what it said on there. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Uh, this is so-called the golden rule. And now this statement um, is the basis of our uh, Christian life. It is not salvation, but it follows salvation. If we are saved, then we ought to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Um, you know, see, practicing the, uh, the golden rule releases the love of God from us into those who feel unlovable. Unto those children who the daddy probably hasn't been faithful to their kids. You see, it's one thing to be faithful to, to the wife or to the husband. But it's something else to be faithful to those kids because they are blessings from God. They are not burdens. They are blessings from God in our lives that, that God would, would trust us to have children. And then teach our children so when they have children. Uh, you know, it's sad when, when a child says, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't have no raisin. I didn't, uh, my, my daddy was never around. It's sad. Or my mama, she was hardly ever there at supper time. She was out on the town, never knew when she was coming home. Sad, sad. But I'm thankful that, you know, my mom and daddy, uh, they were at home come nightfall. They were at home. And if their young'uns wasn't, they were up or they were awake. We had one bathroom. And you had to go past mom and daddy's bedroom to get to the bathroom. And every night when I came in, 11, 30, 12, 
as I tiptoed past, I can still hear my daddy say, is that you, son? Is that you, son? What if God were to say that? We're asking, we're seeking, we're knocking to hear him say, is that you, son? I remember one night I was a bad sleepwalker. I hadn't started that in my old age yet. I got up, I went outdoors. We, Daddy had a 53 Pontiac four-door. I can see it now. I got in that car, and I fired her up. And I'm going down, I'm driving that thing. I'm giving it fits. And I woke up. I done walked out of the house, got in the car. Thank goodness there were no keys in it. And I realized that I was dreaming. I got out of the car. I went back to the door that I came out. And, of course, when I pulled it to, it locked. I couldn't get in. It was summertime. I eased around, and we didn't have air conditioning in those days. And the window was wide open. And I, I walked right up under the window where my daddy slept. And I said, Daddy! Is that you, son? <laughs> yes, it's me. Why are you? I said, I'm outdoors. <laughs> hey, I don't have a clue what time of night it was, but they come and they let me in. What are you doing? I said, I was dreaming. I've been in the car driving. Well, in those days, you could leave the door unlocked. You could leave your keys in the car. and You could leave your windows open. And your youngin' is out rambling around in his sleep. That's dangerous. Listen, I may ramble around in this life, but God knows where I am, right? He knows where I am. He knows what I'm up to, and he don't have to say, is that you, son? He knows. The Bible says that he will chasten every son whom he loves, and all that the Father hath given to Jesus, he said, I have not lost a one. Thank goodness. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm still my mom and daddy's youngin. I'm still, even though they've left this world, I'm still their youngin. I'm their offspring. It's seventy first birthday, and you know who made pictures and uh, brought those pictures to me, and I I began to look at them, and I I saw I was sitting there, and I'm thinking, and I said it out loud. I said, "Good night." Looks like my daddy's sitting there. And, you know, hey, it's coming. Um, you stand in the mirror and you look and you want to say, good morning, Grandpa. Because <laughs> there we are. We got every, all the features. Because um, my daddy's gone now and I, I got his hearing aid. And I guess I ought to be wearing it. Huh? <laughs> because it's amazing to me. It fits perfect in my ear. Just perfect. Just slides right in there, Ken. I won't, maybe I won't have to spend them big bucks uh, Lynn said this afternoon, it's amazing what you can hear. I said, huh? <laughs> but I'm thankful that my Lord, through his holy word, encourages me. He tells me to ask. I mean, He, God has given us as his children permission to ask. Ask and you shall receive. If you don't ask with the wrong attitude. He, he says, hey, I want you to, 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 to uh, seek at permission. I want you to look for me. Look for me. Where do we look for God? In the scriptures, he's all in there. Where do we look for him? In everyday life. 
It's all before us. He gives us permission to ask, permission to seek. And he said, hey, I want to hear you knocking. I don't know if you're serious or not. I don't know if you're serious. I don't know if you're serious where I can come to the door or not. I want to just say simply, really, encourage one another. It's okay to say, hey, you've done a good job. I appreciate what you're doing. I'm not talking about you telling me. I'm talking about you telling others, okay? And thank each other. Be proud of each other. I'm thankful and I am proud of First Baptist Church. The way way that you reach out and encourage and invite. I'm also going to call his name anyhow. There was a couple walked in this morning, never been there before, met them in the foyer there. They introduced yourself. I said, is this your first time? Yes, it is. I said, boys, let me have an ink pen and a care card here. Well, about that time, no, they says, they didn't get this out of their mouth good. They said, uh, Caleb Tannery invited us today. About that time, there stands Caleb. He greets them. I had met them, and he ushered them to a seat. That's the way it ought to be. I praise God for our young'uns who know what it's about to encourage, invite, and then thank them for coming. They'll not only get a card this week, but they will get a call from your pastor thanking them for coming. I, I love to do that. When, when people fill out a card and I got a phone number, I'm going to call and let them know, hey, I appreciate you coming. You know, some of these uh, churches are so big, you wouldn't know who was there and who wasn't there. And sometimes even myself, we overlook somebody who normally here and they're out. But as much activity as we have going on outside here, you know, we got people scattered doing things tonight that some of us aren't even aware of. So when you see them, encourage them and thank them for being in other locations. Because, hey, it's comfortable just to come in and sit down in our place and not have to fret over anything. But somebody else is doing things. Encourage them. Father, thank you for your love tonight. Thank you for your grace, your mercy you shed upon us every day. And thank you for the opportunity tonight, Lord, that uh, through your holy word, you have encouraged us to ask and to seek and to knock and to keep on asking, seeking and knocking until we get an answer. Lord, I thank you and I praise you uh, that uh, you love us more uh, than we love you. You love us more. Every day you continue to love us in spite of who we are. God, we love you and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.